Hi, I'm Geeta Nandikotkur, Managing Editor for Asia and Middle East with Information Security Media Group. I caught up with Professor Yehuda Lindel, Chief Scientist at Unbound Technologies, to discuss how multi-party commutation technology is emerging as a new form of cryptographic security. Thanks, Yehuda, for joining the ISMG conversation. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Yehuda, I understand organizations are evaluating secure multi-party computation technology to address third-party risks, right? So can you elaborate on how this technology is going to help them and what is its relevance to security? First, let me just explain briefly what secure multi-party computation is, since it is, as you mentioned, a very new technology. What secure multi-party computation, or we'll call it MPC from now on, enables you to do is to compute on secrets and private data without ever revealing them. If you have encrypted data and you have one a party who has the key and another party has the actual uh, encrypted data and we don't want anybody to be able to open it, they're able to actually carry out computations on that data while it remains encrypted. This has been studied since the mid-1980s in academia but it was really pure theory, pure theoretical computer science without any ability to apply it until, re until recently, until just a few years ago. Due to many scientific breakthroughs and also improved hardware, we're able to now do secure multi-body computation very efficiently and we can solve uh, very real problems. One of the main applications that I view today, especially in the area of addressing risks and, and relevance to security, is the problem of how we protect cryptographic keys. So we all know that cryptographic keys are the a foundational tool in, in protecting uh, almost everything in our network. We need to encrypt in order to protect our data. We need to sign in order to protect integrity. We have to set up secure channels between our different uh, sites and servers and clients and so on and so forth. And we need to authenticate clients. And all of those operations require secrets. When those secrets are sitting on a server that, that can be breached, we all know that today all networks are breached. If, if you think your network is not being breached, it's because you haven't looked hard enough. All the networks are being breached, and if the, these secrets are sitting on a server that they can be stolen, then your entire security infrastructure will just fail. The classic solution to this was to use an HSM, a hardware security module, and to store all of the keys in there and do all the operations inside this module, uh, which typically gives good protection, but is very, very uh, hard to use, very hard to manage. And in today's virtualized environments and cloud environments, it just doesn't provide a reasonable solution. It also can't be used to protect keys that clients hold on endpoints. So it, it doesn't meet today's modern computing requirements. And what MPC can do is exactly achieve the same effect, but in software only, so it's suitable for, for today's environments. And the way we do that is we can split the secrets into random shares, into random pieces, and put them on different machines, and then have the computations being carried out without it ever being brought together. It might seem sound strange. How can you do a computation without the key being fully in memory at any time? That's the science that we're relying on. So that's right. It's more theoretically, I think it is a very good technology or it sounds good to prevent attacker from attacking your networks and servers. But how familiar are these security practitioners, Yehuda, with this technology and how do you see them leveraging this? It's actually, this is a very good point. As an emerging 
and disruptive technology, it's most security professionals are not very familiar with it. For that reason, and it still requires high expertise, high cryptographic expertise in order to build such a solution. However, there are today on the market solutions like that that can be bought, that you can buy. You don't need to be an MPC expert, a, an expert cryptographer in, or, in order to use one of these tools. They're actually very, very easy to use. All you need is to deploy virtual machines to set up the framework. That's very easy. That's what we do all the time. And, and these solutions actually support standard cryptographic APIs. They work in the same way that standard cryptography works. So as a security professional wanting to deploy such a system, it doesn't require anything uh, unique or, or difficult. And in fact, it's far, far easier to deploy this than it is a, a hardware security module or other ad hoc key protection techniques. It's actually much easier. So uh, most often you see the breaches, the current breaches are all again malware driven. You know, there is uh, the log management. So most organizations are facing a trouble to detect these malicious uh, malware. So how does this uh, technology help in detecting threats and mapping malicious codes within an organizational environment? There are really question really ha here has two parts and one is the what happens when a malicious entity attempts to somehow attack the protocol, the MPC protocol. Another is general malicious activity. So general malicious activity is out of the scope of what MPC does. You can, you can and should continue using your standard, you know, your best off-the-shelf anomaly detection and so on and so forth. But if an attacker attempts to break the MPC protocol in, in order to learn a secret, then the protocol actually guarantees to detect this and issue an error and a warning so you know that you have malicious activity inside your network. In fact, one of the unique things about MPC solutions is that they actually have mathematical proofs of security and, mathematic, and mathematically proven guarantees. So I can guarantee you with a, a hundred percent that if an attacker gets to only one of the machines and the other one, say if the secret is split between two machines and the other one is not breached, then, then the attacker cannot learn anything about the key at all, about that secret at all. Of course, what I cannot guarantee is what will happen if the attacker gets to both machines. But for that, you need to set it up with strong separation between those machines and you get a very high level of security. Okay, so how much does SMC detect insider threats, which is the key cause for major breaches today? Is there a mechanism? This is a very good point. Uh, it's not a matter of detecting. Again, it can detect only if that insider will attempt to attack the protocol. But what it does, and there is no other solution on the market that does this, it actually prevents any insider from getting to the keys because there is no administrator who actually has the ability of getting key material. Unlike any other solution today where if I'm an administrator on a machine, I can get to that machine and take the secrets off that machine. With an SMC solution is deployed, there is no key material in any single machine. And in contrast, it's randomly shared between different machines and no administrator has access to all of those machines. So actually you get something which you don't have in any other solution, which is a guarantee that no single insider will be able to get to that, get to those secrets. Also for insurance wise and for for general management of insiders, it also makes it a lot easier because, because this threat is greatly mitigated. So the insider threat issue is one that really fits with this technology in, in, in a perfect way. So how does uh, most often we consider this security multi-party computation is helping in mapping a third-party vendor risk? So how does it help? 
because most of the organizations are now outsourcing their entire security to a third party. Yeah, so so I think that giving your keys, your all of your your most valuable secrets to a third party is extremely dangerous. A practice and not one that uh, I think should be recommended. We, but we do want to be able to use third parties because I can put one, give one share of my key to that third party and give the other share to myself. And then I, I maintain complete control and complete secrecy even while using that service. So if you think of the uh, bring your own key or BYOK paradigm that people talk about with clouds, I mean, it doesn't make a difference if I bring the key, if I give it to you. Once I give you the key, you have it. It doesn't matter who generated and who brought it. It's the same thing. It's now completely in your control and completely under your ownership. With a secure multi-party computation, you will hold only one share of the key, which doesn't give you any information. I'll hold the other share. Everything will take place on your cloud service, for example, but you don't have key material. And that means that, A, I'm not at threat from a breach to your system or from an insider in your system. And these things have happened and we've seen them recently. Even If I want to prevent you from now using the key, I don't have to rely on you securely erasing it and what happens in your system. I just turn off, shut down my side and the share of the key that you have becomes completely useless immediately. Can you think of a, a use case in your experience? You've been talking to a lot of practitioners about how they have been leveraging this or at what stage are they trying to adopt this kind of technology? Adoptions and interest for a very broad and a number of different scenarios. We've seen them for protecting protecting user credentials, both in uh, on the server side and also, for example, mobile apps where users have to authenticate that you don't want to keep secrets there. We've seen it for general en encryption key uh, protection for a, a virtual HSM type, uh, type deployment where you have general key management solution and you need to protect those keys for encrypting databases, for encrypting your data, and so on and so forth. In all of these, whenever you want to encrypt, one of the first questions you have to ask is what do I do with the key and how do I protect it? And this is a very, very painful question, a very, one of the most difficult parts of actually deploying a cryptographic solution is, is what do I do with these keys? Uh, developers will often invest a lot of time coming up with ad hoc solutions because until recently there weren't other goods, there weren't other good solutions. And th this was both very expensive and not very secure. And, and so we're finding a lot of interest in SMC and in MPC on all of, all of these type of in all of these types of scenarios. So, are there any architectural changes required for in framework when they have to adopt or you know deploy this kind of computational technology? Uh, there is a little bit in the sense that we need we need to be able to set up pairs of machines that will uh, hold these shares of keys and run the secure multi-party computation protocols, uh, there needs to be separation between them. It's not a thing if you're in a virtualized environment, which is completely standard today, then there is very little that needs to be done. You do need to think about how you have a level of separation between the machines. So for example, if until now all of the machines had the same administrative credentials, you will want one of these uh, machines to have to be using different credentials. So where do you see this going uh, in the next 12 months? How do you see this adoption? And which are the areas that the practitioners are going to apply this? So I think that we'll see in the next 12 months a lot of adoption in uh, key protection, as I mentioned. I think that we'll see it moving 
beyond a key management type system and for specifically protecting keys in placement of an HSM. And we'll see it move to, towards also providing, being incorporated into end-to-end -end solutions. So it, it will become integrated as part of your database encryption solution. It'll come integrated into, into other systems. And I also think that we'll start seeing privacy applications for example, where we want to compute on different pieces of data, but without any single actor holding all of that data in one place. I think that will also start happening. Maybe that's a bit longer than 12 months, but I think we'll start seeing that as well. Okay. So thank you so much, Yehuda, for your insights on this new technology, how it is trying to help address third-party risks. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for joining ISMG. This is Geetan Nandikotkur from ISMG. Thank you.